Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guys Show. This will be a podcast where I'll go over all your pool care needs over this podcast. I'll also be doing interviews with people in the industry, and I'll be answering your questions on this podcast. So in this first episode, I'm going to go ahead and go over a little bit about myself and my experience so you get to know me a little bit. You may have found me on my YouTube channel. I've done over 650 videos to date right now on YouTube. All my videos will cover the pool care needs, reviews, things of that nature. I also have a website, swimmingpoollearning.com, where you can also find other resources. I recently made an ebook that contains a lot of the information that's on my YouTube channel, website, and blog. Combine them all into one resource for you so that you can easily find help for your pool care need, your pool care needs. So I have a lot of resources available. So I decided to do this podcast as another resource to kind of help you out with your pool care needs. Also to answer questions that uh, maybe it can't be answered in the video or email as as well as it can be answered over here on the podcast. So definitely send me your questions to the email. And when you go to the podcast podcast link here, you'll see a contact at the bottom of the website. Just go ahead and enter your contact information and put podcast question as the subject. And I'll be sure to incorporate it into the next podcast episode. So a little bit about myself. I've been doing pool service since 1988. And when I was 16 years old, a family friend had trained me how to do pool service. And back in that day, there was no YouTube. There was actually no cell phones. It was just all hands-on training by him. And I really appreciate him. His name was Doug Ward, and he worked out of Orange County, California. And from then, I did some other stuff like real estate. And then I got back into the pool business, and I've been doing pool service steadily um, for a long time now. And I service about 90 accounts per week still. I'm active in the field. I live in Southern California. I've been married for 21 years, and I have currently a 9-year-old son. And also thanks to Dave Ramsey, we're debt-free. We paid off all of our debt, including our house. So I think you're going to find a lot of useful information in these podcasts that I'm going to be doing. Again, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'll be interviewing people in the industry. I know a lot of people um, in the pool service industry, a lot of manufacturers, So I think you can gain a lot of insight from all the different people I'm going to be talking to on the podcast. And of course, if you want to be a guest on my podcast, please feel free to contact me. We can set up something, and I will be definitely happy to interview on the podcast. Let me go over a few things right now about swimming pool care. One of the biggest misconceptions that you're going to have out there is that taking care of a swimming pool is pretty easy. It can be very challenging, just like anything else. Uh, My field is this pool service. But if you had me do something like sewing, for instance, I wouldn't be able to to knit anything or sew anything, and everything would be foreign to me. I wouldn't even know how to, what the basic names of the items are in knitting. I can't even give you anything off the top of my head. I think there's, uh, uh, see, I can't even think of a needle or something that you would use for that. So the same concept is with swimming pools. If you just get a house with a pool, you're going to hear terms like filter, pool pump, flow, uh, circulation, all these terms are going to be very foreign to you. 
And until you learn basically the basics of it all, um, it's going to be a little bit difficult for you. There's a learning curve, of course, with anything. So once you get all these terms down and you get the hang of it, taking care of your pool, then becomes a lot easier. But again, the misconception is, hey, I'm going to get a house, I'm going to get a pool, everything's going to be really great. And you run into a lot of problems with that kind of attitude. Um, it's pretty complex. I mean, the, the water is at an unnatural state, at an unnatural state. You know, it's water is natural state is to be green and for you to keep your pool blue it takes some effort so basically um, if you check out my ebook I go over a lot of this in the ebook regarding um, the basics of the pool one of the first things you need to know is how to balance the pool water and that's to check the chemistry so I spent a lot of time on that in the ebook my youtube channel has quite a bit of videos regarding how to balance your pool and that's the first step checking the chemistry every week getting the water balanced and that'll prevent the pool from getting yellow algae or from turning green on you. So let's say your pool does turn green. There's quite a few different videos out there that will help you. Uh, the one on my channel, basically my method is shock and awe. You want to throw in enough chlorine into the pool to pretty much kill the organics, kill the algae, and keep that chlorine level really blazing in the pool, 10 parts to 20 parts per million, until the algae is killed. Um, with that, you can definitely use an algicide. I prefer sodium bromide. Um, it's a bromine-based algicide. Bromine is well known to be a killer of algae. They use it in hot tubs um, all the time in resorts and hotels. And, and, and personally, in your backyard, you would use bromine in your spa. So that combined in there with the chlorine will definitely eliminate the algae. The second part of that is, of course, the filtration. You want to clean the filter. Um, often, if you have like a sand filter, you have to backwash that often during the green pool cleanup process. So basically, you know, raise the chemical levels really high and have the pool circulating and running with a clean filter as long as possible. And you're going to have good results with the green pool cleanup. There's no need really to balance the water, the pH, the alkalinity when you first start to do the green pool cleanup uh, or the cyanuric acid either. Unless you plan on draining the pool, it's not necessary to test any of that because the pool is basically a swamp at that point. Um, when you go to your local you know, swamp and test the water, and you don't do that. And so your pool is basically a swamp at that time. So you want to just add the chemicals, get it, green, get it blue again, and then balance the water. And in most cities, draining a green pool into the street is a violation up to a $10,000 fine in some areas. So you can't even drain a pool that's green. So you want to make sure that you clear it up first. And then if you have to drain some water down to lower the cyanuric acid level, conditioner level, then go ahead and do that. After the pool is, of course, blue, you can do that uh, legally and drain it down. So those are some of the steps of the green pool cleanup. So I cover a lot of this in the ebook. Also, I cover this on my YouTube channel. So you'll get a lot of good information right there. Um, another question I get often is, um, how often do I check the chemicals in the pool? You know, in the summertime, you definitely want to do it at least once a week with the chlorine and pH. Alkalinity is, doesn't change that much in the pool, unless it's a new plastered pool, then it, of course you have to check it more often. But if the pool is older, the alkalinity will be pretty much stable in the pool, so you would do that once a month. So the chlorine pH every week, alkalinity once a month. Calcium hardness I recommend every three months because it doesn't change that much either. It's pretty stable in the water. Cyanuric acid level or conditioner level, you want to check that at the beginning of the pool season. Here in California, that's about March. So you want to check that and make sure it's anywhere from between 30 and 80 parts per million. If it's really high, over 100 or 150 parts per million, then you have to do a partial drain in your pool to bring it down. Uh, the reason for that is that the high 
cyanuric acid level will make the chlorine less effective in your pool. So you want to try to keep that lower. The pool will still be fine with a high cyanuric acid level. You just need to add a lot more chlorine to maintain it at that level. So test that at the beginning of the season. If you have a salt water pool, you definitely want to check the salt level at the beginning of the season. You may want to check it a couple months into the season. The salt will not evaporate out of the pool, but through backwashing, also through splash out from use, the salt level may drop down. So check that during the season also. Uh, so that's basically what you'll be, what you'll be checking for uh, to balance the pool water. There's other aspects that you may run into like phosphates and nitrates. Um, but generally that's not a really pro a problem in a lot of areas, a lot of pools. I think the phosphate problem has been overrated. Uh, mainly it's just a balancing problem. But there are pools that will have the phosphate and nitrate problems and you'll run into that also. Those are some other things you might need to test for um, when you get around to that. If your pool's not have, if your pool's not holding chlorine week to week, if you notice a lot of algae growth, it may be a phosphate or nitrate problem in the water. Uh, you can test that with a phosphate test strip, or you can take it to your local pool store, and they'll check the phosphate level for you. The phosphate removers are a great way to reduce the phosphate levels in the pool. Um, and also, if you want to just not worry about it at all, the nitrates and phosphates, you can put the Pool RX in the pool. We can also use a Remington Solar. It's another ionizer type device that will um, put copper ions, minerals in the water that will prevent algae from growing in the pool. Again, I cover all that in more detail on my YouTube channel, also my ebook. So you can see that there's a lot that goes into balancing the pool water. A lot of problems you're going to run into um, during the season. Uh, one problem that also contributes to algae in the pool is not running the pool long enough. Depending on your area, the amount of heat you get is how long you want to run your pool. Um, it's not actually the hot temperature or the hot water that's the problem. It's the sun's UV rays. So if you're in an area that gets really hot, the sun's UV rays are going to be very high. And those will hit the pool water and burn off the chlorine a lot quicker. Even with conditioner in the pool, if the UV index is really high that day, um, the chlorine is going to burn off a lot faster. Also, if the pH is really high in the pool... Uh, the chlorine is going to also um, not be as effective. But if the pH is really low in the pool, it contributes to chlorine burning off faster also. So those are, those are some other factors. Um, low pH will cause the chlorine to burn off quicker. High pH won't cause that, but it will make the chlorine a little bit less effective in the pool. So those are the basics right there. Uh, the reason why the, the chlorine level will disappear a lot in the pools is that the sun is just a powerful... You know, it's a powerful element that, that destroys the chlorine level in the water. So another part of the basic chemistry is why do you have to add chlorine to the pool? Well, it's a sanitizer that kills bacteria, kills viruses also, and keeps the water safe to swim in. So chlorine is the basic sanitizer that most people use. Even if you use an ionizer or UV, um, the chlorine is the best way to kill off any kind of microorganism in the water. And so you want to keep your chlorine level at one part per million or higher. Typically, pools are kept at three parts per million. Um, the chlorine at that level, also with a pH and range of 7.2 to 7.6, will kill just about anything instantly in the pool water. If you have your chlorine really low in the pool or no chlorine in the pool and some kind of virus or bacteria gets in there, nothing is in there to kill it. Um, you're going to get sick, ear infection. You may get physically sick with vomiting. So you definitely want to have the chlorine level in your pool maintained at three parts per million 
one part per million if you have like an ionizer or if you have an UV that will also help eliminate um, bacteria and kill viruses but you, it doesn't kill certain bacteria, certain viruses. Chlorine is the only thing known to kill everything. If you have a salt water pool, basically it's a chlorine pool. It will generate chlorine and that will kill the bacteria and viruses in the pool. Um, so those are some reasons why you want to definitely use a sanitizer like chlorine. There's a lot of forums out there. Uh, the best known one is TroubleFreePools.com where they promote the BBB method of pool care where they use Clorox bleach instead of liquid chlorine. and That's perfectly fine. Uh, Clorox bleach is the same thing as liquid chlorine but a little bit weaker. If you have a local pool store in your area that sells liquid chlorine, definitely I would recommend going there and buying a liquid chlorine. It's usually 12.5% strength, which is really good. Um, also, the bleach, you know, you got to make sure you buy a good brand of bleach. That way it's strong enough. So that's a very popular way to sanitize your pool with the bleach or with the uh, liquid chlorine. You can also use bags of shock. Uh, those have more of an effect on the chemistry. If you use, for instance, CalHypo, um, you buy that at your local pool store. That will cause the pH and also the calcium hardness in the pool to rise, sometimes very rapidly if you use it as your primary sanitizer. Um, if you use Tricor tablets, it's a great way to chlorinate the pool, but it also has cyanuric acid in them. About half the weight of the tablet is cyanuric acid, so if you're using them all season long, chances are the cyanuric acid level will continue to rise in your pool. Sometimes the level's over 150 or 200, depending on how many tablets you put in every week. And if you use the Trichlor Shock, that has very little effect on the pH, and it's actually actually a pretty good shock to use, but it's pretty toxic when you open the bag up. You really smell the trichlor powder. And then the other sanitizer that's popular is Dichlor. This is pH neutral, but it does have conditioner in it, almost as much as trichlor. That will definitely raise your um, stabilizer level in the pool also. So the best is liquid chlorine as a sanitizer. It's a great way to maintain your pool water without having major effects on pH or cyanuric acid level since the liquid chlorine has no cyanuric acid in it at all. You can safely use that every week in your pool. And then the pH, to um, lower the pH, muriatic acid is the most effective way. There's also other acids that you can use in the pool. I believe it's acid magic off the top of my head. I can't remember, or magic acid, one of those two. It's another acid form you can use to lower the pH. Um, I don't really script this podcast. It's kind of off the top of my head. Uh, my YouTube videos are the same way. When I go to film my videos, I'm out there with the camera. I know what I'm filming, and I just start talking, and then I edit the video down afterwards. So you may f see that I'm streaming here, stream of thought. Basically, I'm just doing the podcast from my head here. There's no real script I'm working off of. So back to the pH here. Um, muriatic acid is a great way to lower the pH in your water down. Um, you can do an acid demand test, a Taylor K2006 test kit, K2005 has an acid demand. You can also go online. Um, there's a site called poolcalculator.com, and you can also get your acid demand from that site, how much acid to add to your pool size to lower the pH down to a, a certain level. If the pH is too low, you want to add a base to bring it up. Uh, the best base to bring up pH, believe it or not, is a product called Borox. It's also a, an you find it at your Walmart or Target store. It's a laundry laundry detergent enhancer, but it also raises the pH up uh, very rapidly without raising the alkalinity up by much. Um, then you have soda ash, which is sold at your pool store. 
This will raise the pH and alkalinity up. It's perfectly fine to use that. It just raises both up at the same time. And probably the least effective way to raise your pH is with baking soda. Um, this is mainly to raise up the alkalinity. You would need a lot more of it to raise up the pH. If you look at the bag of baking soda from Costco, the 10-pound uh, Arm & Hammer bag, on the back is a chart that shows you how much to add to raise up the alkalinity and pH. And you'll see you need to add quite a bit to raise up the pH because the baking soda is mainly used to raise the alkalinity, which is probably the next thing I'll touch on right here is the alkalinity. If it's really um, low in your pool, you will add the baking soda to raise it up. Now, if the alkalinity is really high, like 180, 200, when you test it, uh, you lower it down with muriatic acid because the alkalinity and pH are tied together. Now, you'll be lowering down the pH and alkalinity with the muriatic acid, um, but if the alkalinity is really high, the pH is going to rise rapidly after you add the acid. So don't be surprised that you add a quart or half a gallon of muriatic acid to your pool that the next day the pH is back up again and the alkalinity is dropped a little bit. So the way to, low, to lower the alkalinity down if it's at around 200 or so is to keep adding muriatic acid pretty much on a daily basis. If the pH gets below 7.0, you want to stop, let it rise by itself. Um, but basically with the high alkalinity, it's going to, it's going to really be a. It's going to be really effective just to keep adding muriatic acid to the pool, because the it'll buffer the pH and um, the the pH will keep going up even if you're adding acid every day, and your alkalinity will eventually lower down to the acceptable range, which is anywhere from 80 to 120 um, in your pool. So you definitely want to. Um, you know, that's the most effective way to lower the alkalinity is just with the acid. So I've covered quite a bit of chemistry here. I'll go ahead and recap it. Uh, you want to use chlorine of some type to sanitize the pool water, even if you're using a UV, UV or any kind of ionizer in the water. Um, you need the chlorine to be really effective to kill the bacteria and viruses completely in the water. Um, the high pH will slow down the kill rate of the chlorine slightly. Low pH will increase the kill rate. Um, and having a pool with no chlorine is very dangerous to swim in because nothing's killing anything in the water. Also with no chlorine in the pool, algae will bloom and in the summertime it may ex explode in your pool so you want to keep that up. Uh, some things that could destroy the chlorine level of course are the sun's UV rays therefore you need conditioner in your pool to protect it. Cyanuric acid is a, the technical term for it. Uh, you want 30 to 50 to 80 parts per million depending on what type of pool sanitizer you're using. So 30 to 80 parts per million is an acceptable level of cyanuric acid in your pool to help protect the chlorine from the sun's UV rays. And of course there are some things that will affect the chlorine in your pool like phosphates and nitrates which will destroy the chlorine level in your pool pretty rapidly. So if you're having a problem holding chlorine, check those two factors when you test your water. And then of course you're going to use um, muriatic acid to lower the pH in your pool. You're going to use um, soda ash or borax to raise the pH in the pool. If your alkalinity is low, you want to use baking soda to raise that up. If it's high, you want to continuously use muriatic acid until it gets to an acceptable level. So the testing of your pool water, you want to test for free chlorine every week. You want to test for pH every week, alkalinity every month, calcium hardness every three months, the cyanuric acid level at the beginning of the season, and you want to also check for the calcium hardness every three months in your pool. So those are the basic chemistries, uh, the ke basic chemistry of maintaining your pool. And I'll just touch briefly on getting a good test kit. I prefer two test kits. I prefer the Taylor K2006. That uses a DPT tester. 
Uh, I believe it goes up to 30 parts per million with the DPT. Um, and then that's a great test kit. I think it's around 60 to $80, depending on where you purchase it from. And all the reagents should last you the whole season. So it's, it's a really sound investment to buy the Taylor K2006 kit. Uh, you can also get a, a basic test kit with the OTO solution to test the chlorine. It also has a, a phenol red, which is used to test the pH. And you can also um, get an estimate from the basic five-way test kit. One thing you probably don't want to rely on specifically, exclusively, are test strips. Um, they're just a ballpark reading in most cases. So you definitely want to use a reagent test kit. And then the other test kit I recommend is the Color Q Pro 7. It's a little bit expensive. I think it's around $150. Um, this uses a, a color, it uses a um, photometer to read the colors for you and gives you a digital digital reading on the the levels in your pool. And I believe it does seven test factors for you. And this is a great kit if you have trouble reading the reagents. Um, so the recap, the Taylor K2006 kit would be a great kit. The Color Q Pro 7 is another great test kit, but it's a little bit expensive. And then the basic five-way test kit with the OTO for the chlorine is a great starter kit to use. Um, but I would definitely recommend one of the two advanced test kits that I mentioned. And then test strips are good for ballpark readings, but you cannot rely on those as a weekly tester for your pool. Um, so I would definitely invest in a good test kit to balance your pool water. So this will be um, kind of what I'm doing on the podcast again. Uh, this episode is just basically giving you an overview of your pool chemistry and introducing myself a little bit here. The other episodes are going to have... Um, I'll have interviews with guests, and I'll go over other things. And, of course, I'll be answering your questions when I start receiving some questions. I'll go over them on, on this podcast. So I hope you subscribe to this podcast and follow me, follow this podcast. Um, you can find me on YouTube. You can find my website, uh, swimmingpoollearning.com. I also write a blog every week, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter. So all of this will be on the podcast website page. You can find all the other social media links for me there. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you tune in for future episodes. So this has been the Pool Man Podcast Show, and hopefully you find some of this some of this information useful for your pool care needs today. Also check out my ebook. You can find a lot of great information inside the ebook that I have, and you can also find a link for the ebook on this podcast channel site. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes. You'll see the link also at the website where you had this podcast downloaded. So have a great day and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer.com backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app